Hello and welcome back to Storytime with Tremaine. Thank you for your continued support. I don't know who all of you are, but I am very grateful that you're listening to my show. Again, I want to remind you that you can listen to it on podcast via Apple. You can listen to it on Spreaker. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. And you can listen to it on TuneIn or via my website, which is hosted uh, at jabron22.wixsite.com slash mysite. And there you can listen to the podcast as well. And those are also hosted uh, by SoundCloud. So you can listen to either way. The uh, Also, be sure to tell a friend and let's grow our audience. Um, uh, the story I have for you today is a tribute to all the private eye type of shows from like the 40s to the 60s. I really just had a England to want to do this sort of a tribute and uh, if you could just imagine an old black and white TV and old show like Casablanca, that's the kind of the tribute I wanted to do. Uh, I don't have a title for this show, so we're going to simply call this episode 8, The Tribute to Private Eyes. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed writing it. And I know that you people who don't like two-parters might be a little disappointed. It's going to be a two-parter, possibly a three-parter. So, here we go. Of all the juke joints in the world, of all the watering holes in all the places, she had to walk into mine. What'll it be? Jack and Coke and hold the Coke. She was tough on the exterior, but I could sense she was going to need my help. What brings a pretty girl like you into a dump like this? Just looking for something to drink. She was casual but uneasy. I could tell she had a lot on her mind, like something was bothering her, but she didn't want to admit it. It was clear as the sky at night in summer. You came to the right place. I could tell this girl was gonna be trouble. I just didn't know how much trouble. She had a certain way about her, a certain aura. She sat there drinking her Jack and Coke, no Coke, and I knew there was something special about her. Her hair glistened ever so slightly in the dim light. Her eyes sparkled like emeralds dancing in the sunlight. Her smile could melt butter, but what was she hiding? There is something I'm looking for. I'm all ears. I'm looking for a guy by the name of Lou. Lou? Yes, it's very important that I find Lou. Come this way. I led her to a private table in the back of the barn. I told her to wait there as I went to get Lou. I walked to the back room where Lou was working. Lou was the owner of the bar. He was a handsome fellow, late thirties, tall, medium build, intelligent. I set my towel down that I used to wipe the bar and pushed the door open. As I headed back to the table after gathering Lou, I sat down with a beautiful stranger. Are you the doll looking for Lou? Uh, yes, you got him, but aren't you? Look, are you looking for Lou or ain't ya? I am. Start talking. I need your help, Lou. They're after me. Who? Who's after you? They told me they would kill me. I need your help. 
Yeah, what's in it for me? I have money. I can pay. Let's see the cash. She reached for her sparkling silver pocketbook and pulled out two bundles of $100 bills. They were fresh. What was I getting myself into? Okay, I'll take your case. But don't come here again. In the alley, there's a staircase up to my office. Meet me there. Make sure you aren't followed. Meet me there tomorrow, 9 p.m. Don't be late. With that, I retreated back to my office of of the bar. Yes, I'm Lou, the great private eye everyone is always seeking. I use my bar as a cover. You learn a lot of things being a bartender. Things no one wants anyone to know. But when you have a little confidence juice, you spill the beans. It's been a while since I've been out on the beat. I miss it. But something is very strange about this beautiful lady that just walked into my circle. She intrigues me. Just as I told her the other night, she met me down the alley and up the staircase in my office. She opened the door to see my secretary sitting there. You must be the nine o'clock. Yes, that's right. The intercom on the secretary's desk crackled to life. Mr. Lou, your nine o'clock is here. Send her in. You can go in now. She walked into the office door wearing her stunning yellow dress, pearls draped around her neck and a fox on her shoulders and a white lace hat. The door clicked open. Were you followed? No. Sit down. Now why don't you start from the beginning? When I met you the other night, you said they were trying to kill you. What do they want? Give a girl a chance to explain. I just did. Well, Lou, they want to kill me because I ran off with this. She opened her tanned leather pocketbook with mother-of-pearl handles and pulled out the famous 5.11 quart Musef red diamond. This is the most rare and most expensive diamond in the world, worth $8 million. Well, how did you get a hold of that? You can't let them find me or this diamond. Why? Haven't you read the paper? Indeed, I have. I know this diamond was stolen from the Gibranian Institute of Valuable Gems, which means you were the one that took it. No. The men who were after me took it. Why not go to the police then? Turn them in. I can't. So what exactly is it you want me to do? I need you to hide me. I also need you to find this man. His life is in danger. She reached in her pocket and pulled out a ripped piece of paper. She slid it across my desk face down. She kept her hand on the paper as I reached out to grab it. Find him, but be careful. She got up to leave, but as she got but as she walked to the door, she heard some strange voices coming from the lobby where Lou's secretary was working. Excuse me, sir. I said you can't go in there. It was too late. The stranger's hand was already on the door, and he had opened the door with his gun pulled. When he flung the door open, all he saw was Lou sitting at his desk writing on the scratch scratch pad. What's going on here? Lou shouted. Don't play 
Don't play dumb with me. Where's the dame? I don't know what you're talking about, Johnny. There's no dame here. Look for your take a look for yourself. Lou had sensed the danger and sent the young lady down the fire escape uh, outside his window. As the door was opened, he slipped the ripped paper in his trouser pocket. Johnny, you had better had a good reason for busting in here with your gun pointed at me or I have every reason to pump you full of lead. I'm sorry, Lou. And I mean no harm. I'll just be going. Good. But Lou... Don't let me catch you with the pretty brunette with the emerald eyes. With that, Johnny walked out. My heart was racing like a horse at the derby. What have I gotten myself into now? I always fall for the ones with the emerald eyes. And that's the end of our story for today. Wow, we have a good story there. What a good beginning to attribute to the old private eyes. I wonder how this will play out. Well, stay tuned. Come back next week to hear how this plays out. Uh, this this is exciting, at least to me it is. You've got uh, Lou and Johnny. I look forward to seeing your likes. I look forward to seeing you listen to the show. Uh, again, podcast, Spreaker, tune in. SoundCloud, my website. Just go there, take a listen. Uh, tell your friends about it. Tell them to take a listen. And it's always great to see those first couple of listens when I post it up on uh, SoundCloud. So thank you very much for again for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed that little tidbit, Episode 8, The Tribute to the Private Eyes. We'll see you next week. Keep listening.